0: This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're listening to this podcast right now, then I'm going to assume that you would also enjoy listening to audiobooks. Whether you're interested in business, history, comedy, science fiction, or romance, Audible has thousands of titles for you to choose from. We want you to try out Audible for free, so if you head to our link, you'll get a 30-day free trial and a free book. So go to audibletrial.com slash local hustlers podcast to redeem your trial today. Again, that's audible, A U D I B L E, trial.com slash local hustlers podcast.
1: You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, your go-to source for connecting with small businesses and entrepreneurs in the East Valley. Get ready to be inspired by local entrepreneurs as they share their stories, mindset, best tips, and
2: advice. And now, your co-hosts, Dallin and Eric Huso.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. This week, we're super excited to be here with Chevis Trotter with We Handle Your Business. How's it going?
2: Good. How are you guys? Doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh,
0: for sure. Um, Let's take a few minutes before we really dive into the business and give us a little bit of a background on your life.
1: Okay. I am born and raised in Arizona. Um, Grew up here, went to Red Mountain, ran track here. Got a scholarship for track to UNR, Nevada. I actually went to school with Javelle, who plays for the Suns right now. Um, And I basically, um, this will kind of tie into my story. Um, So I had a full ride track scholarship. um, Very naive 17, 18-year-old got pregnant and came back home and kind of started my life journey with my baby. Um, I started working at a smoothie shop and, um, kind of started my work life, um, after I had my daughter. So before I went to college, I had never even had a job. I just kind of focused on sports. Um, my brother Channing, he was a kind of a big football player here in Arizona, um, went to UNLV. So yeah, so that was, that's pretty much a, a short version of me being from Arizona running track and then started working at a smoothie shop when I was like 19 and had a baby.
0: <laughs> so what events were you doing in track?
1: I was a sprinter, so I ran the one and the two, um, four by one, four by four. And then in college, I actually competed in my first indoor race, got second place, huh. pulled my hamstring, oh. and, and I was pregnant and I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so I pulled my hamstring in that race. Um, that was my first indoor meet, and I got second place, which was cool because I was a freshman. Um, but then during the time I was injured, um, I found out that I was uh, expecting a child. So I kind of had to make some life-changing decisions at that time. So, yeah, so I was a sprinter. And
2: those are some incredible decisions to make at, at a young age. And uh, did you have some mentors that help guide you through that decision-making process?
1: Yeah, um, I have a, my family is amazing. Um, Obviously, I believe, I have a faith that I believe in. Um, you know, when you're in college at that age, I was um, I was the only freshman that had a full ride. Um, everybody was pretty much encouraging me to either uh, give the baby up for adoption or have an abortion. Um, you, like as soon as the nurses came in, in Reno, you can't, have an abortion there i'm not sure why so they were giving me pl- pamphlets for it and things like that and my family was just like well i didn't tell them for a while but <laughs> that's another story but i just um i don't know i just never had i just never really i guess growing up like in in the environment i did i didn't even think about that so yeah i'm so thankful that i did because she's amazing
0: yeah so pre-baby and pre-injury, did you have plans to take track, you know, another step after college or what, what was kind of your your thought process there? I,
1: um, I planned to, I mean, I guess I was going to take it wherever I, wherever I could, but I always had, um, like I always wanted to be in law before I had my baby. I wanted to be like a cop. My dad was a cop, So I wanted to be a cop and an investigator and then, but with track, yeah, I just imagined if I was fast enough at that point, um, that I would, uh, pursue it further, but I was like very tiny. I was on like a weight gain thing. And so it was really tough, but, um, yeah, I just, I I guess I had a different plan. Yeah.
0: Anytime someone brings up when they played sports at a high level, I love to ask, you know, about some of the things that maybe you learned um, growing up, practicing training um, and then competing, how that's kind of crossed over and helped you in business as well. So I'd love to hear kind of your insights on some of the um, traits and and things that you learned from sports that have have helped you now in in life and in business.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point to make because I think a lot of, I feel like, because I have a 14 year old. And then my brother has a training company, and it's it's different nowadays a little bit. I feel like the kids aren't as, like, motivated to work out and things like that. And um, I started running track when I was eight. Um, both my, my oldest brother wrestled, and he was really good. And then my Channing, he um, played football, and he was really good. So we just, I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, an ingrained thing. I don't know if it's parenting, but... Like I remember when me and my brothers were in, we got to be in elementary or junior high. There was a program called NYSP and we would walk to a junior high to take a bus all the way to ASU from Carson junior high to go play sports all day. And so I I feel like the biggest teacher of sports aside from like the social aspect is just um, like working hard, not expecting everybody to kiss your butt all the time. Um, critiquing criticism, um, just like wins and losses. You you just go through life and learn that you don't always win. Um, even if you're like a top-notch athlete, you know, I lost sometimes. Um, I didn't run the best race sometimes, you know, things like that. So I think it just builds character in that way in where you're just constantly working at being better and also focusing. Because I was like, really, I loved school and I'm like, a secret nerd. And so track was like an afterthought for me. Um, and then when I kind of got better at it, it, you have to balance both. And so it just (laughs) taught me character building and, and how to like balance, you know, more than one thing in life.
0: Mm -hmm. And what were you going to school for?
1: Uh, criminal justice. Okay. Okay. So
0: that was kind of the plan at the point too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you said you went to school with JaVale McGee. I went to school
1: with JaVale, Uh, all of those, yeah. I was yeah, Colin uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I th- so when I so I was going on visits to schools, and I ha- Virginia Richmond, Virginia, that the spiders. I was gonna that was like my main choice, and then I was like, well, my brother goes to UNLV. That's got to be close to Reno, and it's not. It's like six hours away. <laughs> and then I remember walking on campus for the first time, and everyone had L V shirts on. So my parents and I were like, oh, they're rivals. <laughs> so I went to my brother's rival school. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how I got there.
2: You got a favorite JaVale McGee, uh, Shacked and the Fool story or something like that? <laughs> it's from... <laughs> so funny
1: because I went to a game. I got tickets to a game a couple weeks ago. So I wrote him on Facebook because he was like, we were like really close friends, like really oh, close. Really? Yeah. Like he was, yeah, it's pretty deep. But yeah, he was there during a really, when I was pregnant and finding some stuff crazy stuff out and so I wrote him like the day of the game on Facebook and I'm like hey he doesn't go by Javel on Facebook and I'm like hey I are, are you playing tonight da, 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 and he's like New York City like two days later and I'm like that was like three days ago like what? <laughs> so he so he's a uh, he's a he's a pretty good friend of mine he like it's a weird connection that we have but he dated a girl that like knew the girl that my brother was dating and I was in like an abusive situation and like she, t- it was, it was, I don't know. It, it's a pretty cool connection, but yeah, so I don't know. He's just so... He's always been the same, like, super goofy and, like, just Like, that's really him.
0: Yeah. Well, we're getting off track, but he, he does have this goofy rep, but he is so good at what he yes, does. And he I is. remember wanting him so bad this offseason, so I was yeah. so excited I when know. we signed I him. I know. was like,
1: geez, you're, like, giving DeAndre some competition right? here. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: when he plays, he uh, makes his minutes worth it.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Awesome. Um, so, you you have to make some big life decisions. Um, this, this baby's coming on the way. At that point, did you you know, decide you were going to shift gears and, and not get into the criminal justice world?
1: So basically what happened was, um, like I said, not to get too um, dim, but I was in an abusive relationship. And so my parents were kind of like not wanting me to stay in Reno. Um, my coach wanted me to come back. My parents didn't. So I decided to stay in Arizona. Um, my parents kind of just helped me out for a year. And then, the, so the criminal justice thing never went away. Um, I actually, after I had her, I tried out for the ASU's track team. And um, I beat everyone on their team, but they felt, because I think it was like they, they had won a championship that year. It was probably like 2007 or 2008. Yeah, and they just thought like they didn't want to mess up the chemistry. But even in that, I thought if I would have ran track at ASU, I might have not been a, as good of a mom. And so I basically just like got a job at a smoothie shop just to have a job because I didn't have any experience. I'd never worked, so um, so the criminal justice thing didn't end. I got a job at the smoothie shop. Um, I worked with these with a really nice family um, and kind of got into a management role without knowing it. Um, and so after so one day so so they were kind of quirky. And the, and they were from the East coast and one, and so the, the, the guy that owned it and he'll laugh at this, I'm still in touch with him. The guy that owned it, if you've ever been, it was years ago, but there's a tropical smoothie on Higley and Southern. It used to be there. And he would put out signs that you weren't supposed to. And there was like a million of them. And so one day I went in late and the signs were not. And he normally put them in in the morning, and I was like, "I'm done. I don't want to work here anymore." So I quit and started applying for jobs. And then I actually got a job at a law firm as a receptionist. Um, I think I interviewed maybe like that Wednesday and got the job the same day. So then I, so then that's where I kind of started my legal stuff, and I worked there for seven years. Hmm.
0: And talk to us a bit about the legal side of things. What was it like working a a job like that?
1: Okay. So, um, so I started as a receptionist and that was in around 2010. So that was after like the market crash. Mm -hmm. So, so during that time as a receptionist, I was also going to university of Phoenix to get my associates. And so we were working on like short sales, bankruptcies, debt settlement, loan modifications, Like everything that had to do with the housing markets, um, that's kind of what we were working on. Mm -hmm. And then as people kind of gained income throughout, we just kind of switched gears and went more towards like business, tax, asset protection, um, trust, estate planning. I've done a lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, So, so, so like the end of the seven years was mainly like I would help start entities. um, I would handle tax audits. Um, just everything that has to do with a small business that you could ever think of yeah. legally, that's what we were handling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked there for seven years, um, kind of had that aha moment, like things were going in a weird direction. Um, someone close to me passed away, was murdered. And, um, I just decided to, I hope that's not too deep, but I just decided to like take a break and figure out what I wanted to do. So I took one month off. <laughs> That's all the break I needed. I got bored. But I spent some time with my daughter, and then I started looking for other jobs, took about a $10 pay cut, and started working at another law firm um, where there were two partners there. So then with the knowledge that came from the previous firm, like how a business ran and like the the like beginnings of a business, I was noticing that um, it seemed like one of the partners – Wasn't doing as much work as the other. So one was out of the office. One was in the office. I'm sorry if they ever hear this, but it's true. (laughs) Um, And I was just kind of like, man, you guys could get more if you do this, this and this and blah, blah, blah. So basically, um, I ended a 10 year partnership because one didn't know the other was doing whatever and they could just be making more money. And I was like telling them what they should, you know, what I thought so they ended their partnership. I had to choose between the two. It was not a, a happy time because I had just been there like three months. But I just was like, dang, if you guys did this or if he called and blah, 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 you guys could be making more money. And so, um, so I chose the one, obviously, that was like doing more work. And um, so we had to start a firm from scratch. So then I managed that firm for three years. Huh. Yeah.
0: So throughout any of this this process um, in those jobs or even at the juice place, did you ever plan on or even kind of dream of starting your own business?
1: I honestly mainly at the end, I feel like I was so you get so stuck in the law firm world that I feel you don't really they pay you well they Don't treat you the best, but it's good money. They give you gifts. You have cool Christmas parties and things (laughs) like that. But I feel like um, I always helped people like on the side with legal, like, you know, legal stuff like, oh, my friend needs a document, you know, like a family law thing or a family member. Um, But it wasn't until um, after managing a law firm that I was like, I could do all of this by myself. Like I made this guy you know, seven figures. I could just do this myself and help other people. So it wasn't until like literally last year that I felt like I could have my own business and start my own business. Mm
0: mm-hmm. And so it sounds like it was a pretty quick turnaround then from this whole, your whole life, not planning on that. You said a year ago about deciding that and now you have your own business. Um, was that an easy mindset shift for you? Did you have any mentors that kind of walked you through that or, or books or podcasts that you read or listened to? What, what was kind of that process like?
1: So I have to give credit to my old boss. Um, he was very, I mean, he, he knew, he was he was like in a mastermind class. Um, we kind of had to learn together how to, cause it was just me and him at first. So we had to learn together like how to work with people. So we took classes. Um, he was in a mastermind class, so he'd kind of flowed that down to me. Um, we took marketing courses. I took human resource courses. Um, so I think basically like th- this is the thing that I tell people that start businesses. I learned so much from doing it. Like, I didn't, obviously, like, you need to take classes and things like that, but just managing the firm, making mistakes, like, things like that, doing well, making a ton of money, um, that's really what, what made me kind of realize that it was a possibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and let's talk about, you know, the process of actually starting a business. Like was it a quick, you know, quitting your job and then getting started right away? Did you start on the side part time until it kind of built up a bit? What, what went into getting started on your own business?
1: So, um, I was, so I gave my notice, um, and it wasn't a happy thing. I trained the new person that was there. Um, I kinda, I think that I was thinking about it beforehand, and um, I talked to my boss about it and he was very he, I was actually going to like assist still in that realm with him. Um, so it was kind I kind of waited just to be um, like civil and not work on things while he I was still working at yeah. the law firm. Um, but yeah, immediately after that, I filed for my LLC, got my EIN, like started getting software, just everything that I felt like I needed Um, to get ready. So I had to take, um, a legal document preparer course. I passed it the first time. It's actually the one year anniversary of me passing the exam, which is cool. So, um, so yeah, it, I, I got into it really quick, but in saying that I know how to, that's my background. I know how to file an LLC. I know how to design. I designed all of our websites. I did, um, filed, if we filed in a new state, Washington, Oregon, I would file the business documents for that. So I don't want people to think, cause I want you to come to my business. Like you can, it's not that simple, but I already had that information in my mind. So yeah. that's why I was able to just like get going.
0: hmm and not that it's easy to start a business, but I'm sure knowing what to do is a lot easier for you since you've helped so many yeah. people over the years mm-hmm. to know exactly what to do. I'm sure there weren't as many questions. <laughs> about, oh, what do, what do I do next? Right. What documents do I need to, to make or get signed or yeah. whatever to get started? Exactly. So tell us about We Handle Your Business. What is it? What do you guys do? What do you offer?
1: Okay, so um, I started We Handle Your Business because I feel like people... Um, You know, social media shows a different perspective than like what our us business owners are really going through. You see like the huge successes and then you see like the people who are just grinding, don't have a bunch of followers, like working really hard. And I wanted to start We Handle Your Business to help people with the parts that no one talks about. Nobody talks about the taxes. Nobody talks about if you need a form for this. Nobody talks about if you're a partner with someone, you should have a partnership agreement. So then when things go awry, you're not screwed over in the end. So I wanted to start it for um, the people who haven't had like the You know, they don't you don't know the entity that you need to file the tax forms that you need, you know, things like that. And I'm not an attorney and I don't give legal advice, but I do feel like people don't know, um, like, you know, the regular people who don't know the legal stuff um, need help throughout that process. And so um, we handle your business basically is a um, I've been saying I want to be like the Walmart for business owners. So I want to be able to provide like whatever services they need, whether it's like, okay, you need somebody to fill in for you for HR, you need somebody to answer your phones, you need documents prepared, you need, um, you know, a website designed, you need marketing help. Like I want it to be that huge, but right now it's basically like legal document preparation for business owners. And that's like for, from filing your entity to partnerships, agreements, tax forms, and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So what, what does the experience look like? So, you know, if someone comes to you, they want to start a business, um, do they get like a checklist or are they just in constant communication with you? Do you guys have meetings? How do they know, you know, what they need to do depending on what their business is to get get, get started?
2: Okay,
1: so, so people will come to me and say like, okay, I have this business idea. So really the first interaction is me just like listening to what their business is. Or what they want to do, and um, from there you, just from the legal standpoint, I feel like you know you gotta save the name. You have to make sure the name's available. You know if you're doing something that someone else does, what's different? So it's kind of like a, like a one-on-one about like, is this a cool idea? Do you think it could work? Should you start the business? It lets people like talk freely about their idea, yeah. and, and most of the time, I mean, there's a dog poop pickup business. I feel like anybody can have a business like so I try to just like get an idea of what um, they're looking for. And then we get started with like the entity setup so that we can reserve the name. And a lot of these steps are are a mental thing as well. Mm -hmm. When you like file that paperwork, when you see the EIN, um, when you have like an operating agreement, things like that, it makes people feel like okay, this is really happening. Like I'm really starting a business instead of like, and I don't put, throw any shade at the people who kind of just start and get going. But I feel like the people who are looking for that extra push, it helps them. So then once they kind of do that, it's like a consultation thing. So as they go on, I'm like, okay, you got to get your, your bank account open. You got to start using your bank card. Like it's just stuff that people like, I think some people just use their regular personal cards. You know, they, they just don't know that. So yeah. we just go through the process. And then there's, like, the tax aspect of it where, um, like, should a person be on a W-2 or are you going to be paying your self-employment tax as you're going on? Are you 1099-ing people? Do you have employees? So there's all of these little things that I just kind of follow them. So they're basically, like, my clients forever. Mm. And – um. Yeah. So basically, I just go through the process, file, get their entity filed, get them the documentation they need, make sure they're opening their business bank account, um, paying their taxes beforehand. If they sell things, they need a reseller's permit and things like that. So any related to the business and sometimes I'll have to do research like I had a tow truck company and that kind of works with the Department of Public Safety. And so I have to do a lot of the research um to figure out what they do need. So if it's like like I have a contractor that I'm working at, they they need a contractor's license and register with the ROC. So you just kind of you're kind of you're kind of just like the person that gets all their documents in so that they don't get in trouble like legally.
0: Yeah. And so If people are going to be ongoing clients of yours, is that like a a retainer fee or do they pay you a subscription? How does that side of things work?
1: What I've been doing so far is a retainer fee. Um, There's some people that I kind of work with, they're they're starting a business. So I don't want to break people, but I also want them to have expenses for their taxes. So, you know, I try to like keep it pretty, I keep my prices pretty low. um, But yeah, it would be like an ongoing retainer fee and I just bill them like as time goes on.
0: Yeah. And like you mentioned, it's probably better that someone gets started than not started at all. But a lot of people, when they start, they don't know about, you know, using their business bank account and getting all the the legal side of things set up. Um, What have you seen? What are some of the benefits of of getting started the right way? And how does that help you down the road when you kind of get started on the right foot and get everything lined up and organized and and set up legally before starting your business? That's
1: a great question. So I think what so I've seen horror stories because I've I've handled tax audits, and what happens in a tax audit, and this isn't to scare people because some tax audits turned out that they got money back. The IRS isn't always on point, so um, but most of the time they are. No shade, IRS. <laughs> so um,
2: coming so, after you now. I <laughs> know, like
1: please. So what the horror stories that I've seen is people who are like years in, not accounting. Um, don't have receipts, don't have anything showing that they've taken all of these expenses or, you know, anything like that. And, and the IRS just doesn't even see that as a business. So I think that the reason why it helps to be legitimate is I always say, if you're, if you want to be a boss, do what the bosses do. And I'm like, Jeff Bezos did not, not have an LLC. Like, Steve Jobs filed an LLC, you know, like they went through the the proper process. So to skip that is going to be just a negative in the beginning because you're not doing what the bosses do. Like you can't get to that caliber. I mean, maybe some people have, but I just feel like it just protects your company. Um, it protects your 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 money because, you know, you have something that's in between your personal assets and the business. And so I just I mean, it's like a no brainer to me, but I feel like people don't understand the consequences of not doing it legitimately. And I also just feel like if you want to be, you know, a boss, you have to like do the things that they do. They're not like skipping steps and like trying to like maneuver their way through certain things. It's just not going to work out that way. So that's if you want to be a boss, do what the bosses do. File the LLC. (laughs) Open the business bank account.
0: (laughs) So I want to dig into one other thing you said earlier. You, you briefly mentioned that you think that anyone could start their own business. Um, so I'll take your opinion pretty seriously or your, your advice seriously there because you have seen so many different people come through and get started with businesses. But I'm assuming that it does take a certain mindset for anyone to be able to, to start a business. So I want to just kind of hear um, your opinion and, and your insights and thoughts based off what you've seen, what it takes for anyone to be able to start a business.
1: Okay. Really? You're, you have great questions. Um so I I definitely believe that any idea is possible to start. Um so so let me fix that because um it's not easy being a business owner at all. Um that was the hardest year of my life. I actually have another job because I was like so terrified of not having that constant income. Mm-hmm. I was like I'm going to just make sure I'm okay. So it's not easy at all. But I think that the mindset that you have to have, which I think comes from like my background in sports and things like that, you have to understand that like you're going to fail. You're not going to make a ton of I mean, some people do. So I don't want to say everybody, but like it's like growing through the process is the only way that you're going to be able to make it um, getting through those burnout phases, getting through the times where like. The, the hardest thing f- that I realized was, like, how little your friends and family support you. Um, I feel like, you know, you're expecting them to just be like, oh, my gosh, like, let's do everything that we can right. to make sure the word gets out there. And they're like, I have strangers that support me more, which is great because I don't want to work with them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> But I, I believe that you have to like understand that going into running a business that it's not easy at all. Um, you have to be very motivated and you have to be willing to like, like mess up and like not just like wallow in your sorrow when something doesn't go right. And, um, I feel like, you know, the generations kind of like are expecting things to be handed to them a little bit and that's not going to happen with owning your own business at all. So. I hope that answered that. For sure.
0: Okay. Do you find yourself spending more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then you need to get in touch with Flamingo Pools. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools is there to take care of you. Here's a few things that makes Flamingo Pools stand out from the crowd. When you first sign up for service, they'll give you a free complimentary inspection of the pool to make sure everything is running smoothly. They'll also email you a service report with a picture attached after every visit so you know when your pool has been cleaned. They also offer a mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and get your first month of weekly maintenance free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. In terms of some of the services that you offer, you mentioned a partnership agreement. I'd love if you could dive into that a a little bit more because like you said, a lot of people don't even... Consider that or think of that. You just assume that you and your partner are on the same page and because you want to start a business, you both have the same ideas of, of what you're both gonna oh do. Gosh. So I would love to hear. I don't know if you have any stories about it. So yeah, let's let's okay. go into that.
1: So um okay, so one business that I had, I met with one of the people. It's a really cool company. They're actually um it's like a fitness program for outdoor um like hunting and Camping, so they like get people in shape for like those like outdoor type of stuff and type of things. So I met with one of them, and and you could tell like one of them he was like the brains, and the other guy was kind of like the bronze, yeah. brawn of the business, and so. And, and then he was like married to, so the other partner was married to the guy's sister. So even as soon as he said that, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this could be such a mess. <laughs> but like, I don't think people are realizing that, but I've just seen like craziness happen. So, um, so what I did for them was because he was like, well, sometimes I don't want to say too much if they listen to this, but they weren't on the same, like he was upset because he wasn't doing certain things. I was like, you know, everybody's mind isn't the same. And it's good to have a partner that is like different than you are because there's strengths in those areas, but there's also a clash. So I like created an agreement, but I wrote out like their roles. And so they could always go back to that agreement and be like, wait, you're supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing this. Like you're, don't expect me to do the bank stuff because I'm just working them out. Yeah. And then just like, for example, you know the ten years of partnership. It was such a mess when they ended. They got an appraisal, and then they had clients to like split up. And it's just if if you if you have a partner in a business, you should have a part. Like there is just no question in my mind because um, handshakes and nothing written, and because it could go awesome, but it could also go really bad. And if you just have it written out. It's just a, a headache gone in my yeah. opinion. So yeah, yeah they save they save a lot of time and energy throughout and if it ends.
0: Mm-hmm. And how do you help people with that? Do you sit them down and then talk to them about their roles and help? Do you write that out for them or, or how does so that work?
1: What I did with them was um, I basically brought it to his anybody who has a partner. I'm like, oh, ah, that's scary. Like, what do you guys, like, do you guys get along and everyone's best friends in the beginning and it's going so great. And so then I'm like, okay, if it's going great, like, make sure you have this written. So they kind of wrote out their own roles. um, And then I just, like, made it look nicer and obviously yeah. put other things in there. And then, you know, we did, like, other agreements for the fitness and things like that. Mm-hmm. um, Disclaimers and things like that. But, yeah, basically, sorry, they... uh. They kind of wrote out their own roles and we just put them into the agreement.
0: Yeah. And I'm assuming that there's things that, although if you do come up with your own rules that you don't even think of or consider that could happen down the road. So I'm sure that you come in handy there and, and bring up these scenarios yeah. that they don't even consider yes. and, and help them know beforehand, you know, what are we going to do when this comes uh-huh. up?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So, um, with that one, I ba- like it was pretty much like expecting, and everyone's going to be different, but it was mainly like expecting, um, you kind of have to expect things to go wrong. Like what if someone dies? Like yeah. I'll kind of go to that. Like right. what happens if one of you die? Right. Is, this, is your sister going to get it? Is your sister going to run the business afterwards? Um, and then I get a lot of boyfriend-girlfriends. And to me that's weird with taxes. Because mm-hmm. I've seen horror stories with that. And so... I'll be like, you you know, like even though you guys are going to have this agreement, like who's really the owner? If you guys break up, you're not married. Like what's going to happen? So um, I think that people don't think of that right. But it's it's pretty, you know, important to make sure that things are defined before things go awry.
0: Yeah. No one's planning their death when they're starting a business. <laughs> no,
1: they're not. But if but I have seen, you know, someone pass away in a business and It was not pretty, um, but they had an agreement that we had drafted and came back to us. We did a trust for them as well. Um, But, you know, people will deem people incapacitated. Um, You know, someone passes away and then there's this wife and a stepmom and then the kids. And it's just, yeah, you're not thinking about that because it's such a positive experience in the beginning. So I'm there to be Negative Nancy and be like, what if you die? Like, what happens? (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, let's talk about social media. I noticed that you're pretty active when it comes to social media, Instagram, TikTok. Um, how has that been beneficial to your business? How does that tie into what you do?
1: Okay. So, um, social media has been a doozy for me. Um, I, I try to post as much content as I can. You guys, you guys, it's, Instagram is beautiful, by the way, It's very organized. I'm like, gosh, this looks so good. Thank you. But um, so Instagram has been really nice because I feel like what it's done is um, connected me with a lot of business owners across like the globe because I started this thing called Weird Business Wednesday because I wanted people to see like all of these weird businesses that started to encourage them to be like, if you have an idea, just do it. And so, um, it has been really nice because a lot of people come to me for questions and then they kind of realize like, oh, she kind of, it seems like she knows what she's talking about. So then they'll come to me. Um, I definitely feel like it's, it's a, it's hard to get people to, you know, like the followers, the algorithm, things like that. But I definitely have, um, gotten clients and customers and just made good networking connections through social media.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, I noticed that you did that the the weird yes. business Wednesday. I also noticed that you'll post some you know tips and advice generally for business and I wanted to ask because as someone that, that's kind of what you're getting paid to do, but at the same time, you're out there kind of promoting it for free on social media. Um, is there a hesitancy to do that, or do you feel like when you start to share, you know, your value and, and just like a tidbit of what you can provide, that that kind of you know brings in leads and brings in clients?
1: That's a that's a really good question because um, you don't want to give all your tidbits away. Right. I've seen people who have like taken my stuff and like used it on their own thing, but I also feel like if you're educating the public. In general, and telling them the right things, it's just gonna bring back good to me regardless. So, um, you know, even if somebody doesn't use my services, like maybe they'll be like, you know what, I got this from Chevis Trotter from We Handle Your Business, and they'll tell someone else. And, you know, I'm like, If you look at me, you're not thinking like, oh, this is a, you know, she's going to follow your legal (laughs) documents and things like, she's got to have green pants on and a leopard print shirt. Like (laughs) people, people don't expect that for me initially. So I do feel like I have to, um, promote my knowledge so that people are aware so that they do want to come to me, um, and get information. So it's a, it's a balance, but I also feel like, Hey, if somebody learns from this, it's whatever, like. At least they're not getting crazy information from somebody who doesn't know.
2: For sure.
0: What else do you do to get new clients?
1: Um, I get a lot of word of mouth. Okay. Um, I, I think that like I have some, somebody opened a tire shop. One of my um, clients opened a tire shop. And I think that that encouraged like people that he knew to start their own businesses. So there's like an entire family of people that are like doing a website doing a business, like like doing business cards. So it's a lot of mine is from word of mouth, which is like awesome because you know, the people, they kind of probably like tell them about me so they know like how I behave and how things go. So I get a lot of word of mouth. I do, I do networking. Um, I have like a financial company, arrive financial. I've kind of connected with them and they have, like, a financial planning company, and then sometimes the people will need, like, an entity and things like that. So um, I try to just connect with people. Um, I love the word of mouth. I actually haven't started, um, like, a ton of, like, Google ads and things like that because um, in the – I probably have, like, PTSD from the legal field (laughs) (laughs) because – People, you know, they spend a lot of money and yeah. they have expectations for attorneys and the paralegal does all the work. It's kind of like a doctor and a nurse. And so, you know, people were mean to me. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of scared to like grab those people that I don't really know yet. Right. And I'm going to have to, you know, eventually because I want to make money. But I definitely am scared to get those like, <sighs> the people that like, love the attorneys, but then I'm doing all the work and they're like, what's wrong? You know, like freaking out on me. So I'm kind of nervous about that.
2: Were they mean to you? Like, who do you think you are? You're not an attorney. Why are you doing this kind of work? Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. And um, So
2: they've never worked with an attorney. They don't know, exactly. they, they don't know who does you know? the real work.
1: Yes, exactly. So yeah, it was a lot of that. Like I remember one time, Um, I remember it. That's how horrible it was. I remember one time we had these, these clients from Canada normally really nice people. Like it was just a bad situation, but, um, I was filing a business entity for them and they had to leave like in a day. And like normally, you know, the corporation commission isn't on our time. And so, um, you know, they were pretty upset with me cause it wasn't filed in a day. And I like had to call the corporation commission. And thankfully, like I had connections there and they just filed it for me, but they were like, we're going to sue you because you didn't get our entity filed and there's not a Wells Fargo where we live in Canada and we need to open a bank account today. And I was just like there and they were just mad at me and the attorneys are kind of like eh, figure it out, you know? So I'm just a little bit weary of, you know, the people that, um, I don't know. Well, cause they, they're, I mean, if they know that I know this stuff and it's not as expensive, then they'll come to me. So I'm just, I'm, I'm getting my big girl panties on for that time.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So does that make it tricky then when when you start to get more clients and they're asking you for advice, let's say, and, and depending on what you share, they could try to come back at you. I don't know how that world works really, but is there things they can do against you if you give them you know, advice and yeah. it doesn't necessarily work out?
1: Yeah. So I actually partner with a friend of mine who's an attorney. Okay. And so um, anything that gets a little bit swirly, I just... Like, he gets a client from it. Gotcha. So, I kind of let people know, like, hey, this is, you know, a little bit more serious. He reviews everything that I do. um, And he's a really good friend of mine. So, it's worked out really well. And I kind of have, like, that backup just in case somebody is, like, that's wrong. But I am, like, very... I don't want to be wrong. Um, I... I want people to do the right thing, and I feel like with the legal background, you have to constantly research, and with the legal document prepared thing, you have to take courses and things like that as, like, continued learning, Um, continuing education is is what it's called, so I do everything in my power to continue um, learning about the law and and about things like that, Um, but I do have an attorney that I'm like, okay, (laughs) bye. (laughs) Go to him. He'll be able to handle it. And then he charges more. So then, you know, they're like, come back. (laughs) No. So I have gotten a few of those where I've just been like, Hey, can you just take over? So it's kind of nice.
0: Yeah. So for all of our entrepreneurs that are listening, I'm sure they would love to get a few insights with all your years of experience dealing and working with business owners and then now on your own. I'm sure you've seen a few things, um, a few brilliant ideas or, or methods to, to grow a business, um, probably a few things not to do as well. So would love to just you know get some insights, get a few ideas and, and things you've seen over the years that could be really beneficial for some business owners that are listening.
1: Okay, so I think the, the biggest question that I've been getting... Um, and I've actually connected with the company, is loans. Mm. Um, and the one thing that I can say is, you know, if you're, you got to, this is this is how you get a loan. You have to have a business. You have to file your LLC because you have to have, like, six months of income. Some are taking three months of income, but you should, if you're just starting out, you've got to get that entity set up because you can't open a business bank account without that the EIN and the LLC filed or or corporation, whatever entity you choose. Um, So I get a lot of questions about that. You have to show six months of income. So um, I think that's a really good way to grow your business. I remember when um, my old firm and I, when we were managing it, um, we were really struggling to get income because we were starting from scratch. And so um, you have to be willing to um, spend money to make money. And so he would call banks every day. I would call the banks. Um, we, we felt like, and I feel like, you have to have, it's a mental thing as well. Um, I'm the only person at my business, but I called it We Handle Your Business because I know that it's going to be bigger than just me. And if you don't think in those terms and if you're not doing what the bosses do, you won't grow. Um, I also feel like another tip for growth is um consistency. I had a friend who um started a plant like a pop-up plant shop. It's I'll I'll give you her information. It's called Recruiting Green Thumbs and Um, it's like a food truck, but plants, Mm -hmm. which is super cool to me. And she like, you know, kind of got life got in the way. Boom. Another person did it. And I had never seen, we looked it up. I researched, I was like, I've never seen this before. This is so unique. And then another girl kind of like took that idea and she's, you know, doing pretty good. So, um, just staying consistent, not stopping when things get hard, um, going to the events. I think that, you're going to get a burnout if if any entrepreneur says that they didn't have like some day where they were burnout, Please tell me how you did it, because that I've gotten it multiple times. And so I think like preparing to be burnout and like making sure that you're mentally OK in your life in general is um, is a really good way to make sure that your company grows and stays afloat. Just keep going. Um, grind, but like also make sure you're mentally okay. Like yeah. don't kill yourself um, because that won't get you far either.
0: Yeah. Um, do you mind diving into that a little bit more in terms of, of burnout and preparing for that you mentioned? Um, how, how can people prepare in advance for burnout, which like you said is, is inevitable for most <laughs> people at, at one point or another?
1: Yeah. So um, I think that just listening to this and knowing that it's going to probably happen is a good way to prepare. I wish I would have known. Um, But I think what you can do is um, get through the burnout. It's going to happen. But I feel like getting like taking your first year or whatever year you're in, because it's also for people who currently have businesses taking time to like organize yourself. Like when I get to my burnouts, I'm like, okay, I'm doing too much in a certain area. I need to like hire somebody for marketing or, or I need to just like take a vacation. So I think even just like what I did, like after this burnout, I was like, I'm going to put money away from my business so I can just go to Sedona one weekend. And so like preparing your mind for like a stressful time, like go have ice cream sometimes, like take time for your mental health because nobody cares about your business as much as you do. Um, but nobody else is going to take care of it the way that you do. So you have to be there mentally and physically, um, the entire time. So I think just like, you know, preparing yourself for the time that you're going to come to where it's getting really tough. You're not getting clients. Um, take a course, like figure out what you're doing wrong. Come to me and talk to me about it. And I'll help you. So I think that's a, that's a good way to like prepare for a
2: burnout. Well, that's great advice. I've got a friend that does something similar where on a set day, uh, he plans his burnout. Like, I don't want to burn out. And so I'm going to plan my burnout. And I'm going to take the afternoon off. I'm going to go get my favorite meal. And I'm going to go to watch my favorite movie in the that's theater awesome. all by myself. I'm just going to plan my burnout. <laughs> So that it's an effective burnout and he doesn't get the ineffective burnout that drags on for days. Yes. So, yeah, yeah,
1: that's great. See, okay. That, that's you're on you're onto something. That's okay. good stuff. Yeah. I agree. I think that's a great idea. And it has helped me a ton. Like I, I mean, I haven't, I don't know if you noticed, but I haven't posted on social media in a, in a bit um, because I was burnout, out. And... Um, I wanted to revamp my, so this is the type of thing that my mind does. Somebody gave me feedback and they were like, well, I don't really know what you do. Like you're giving all of this advice. And that's the, that's the nice thing about connecting with your, I don't even know this lady. Um, we just met through social media and she was like, I feel like you're giving all of this advice, but like, I don't really know how you could benefit me. And Mm. so I was like, okay, so I kind of have, like, I have all of this stuff like social media posts and information that I'm just like gonna like swing out in January and like this is helpful too because it's gonna like get me back out there but um I feel like getting feedback from people and them feeling comfortable enough to be like I don't really know what you do like I know you can start a business but what else do you do has been really helpful too and like growth
0: for sure you you mentioned briefly how a lot of what you're doing right now is just kind of helping businesses start up, but your plans are to grow and, and kind of, like you said, to become the Walmart of, of business and, and just provide so many different services. So I'd love to just um, take a minute kind of before we get closing up here and just talk about you know what the future of, of your business is what you guys plan to offer and how you're going to help businesses start, thrive, and grow.
1: Okay, so what my goal is is to kind of stick with the people that I have right now and keep them going on a path so that like when they're hiring employees, when they're, you know, at certain points in their business careers that we're able to either like get, like send them in the right direction or get them the help they need. So the plan would be to um like hire, like obviously hire staff that are, excuse me, sorry, that are... um like equipped with what they need or what type of, um, so say they, so say I don't want to do website development anymore. So I'll just hire somebody on who does website development, but they, but also get them to start their own business. So I kind of want it to be like, okay, say I have like, uh, my daughter's 14. Unfortunately I'm her mother, but she has a babysitting company already. (laughs) because like, why wouldn't you have a business already? So like, even with that, like we, you know, start her business. You have to be 18 or older. So she doesn't have like an LLC, but like, like getting people going, starting them off and then training them up so that they have their own business. Like, I don't even want to say I'll ever have employees. I just want people to start their own business in the way that like my business will help people. So it's going to be like, a maybe it's not Walmart. I gotta rethink that. But I basically want, I I don't really love Walmart anyways, but (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of something cool, but it's, I don't like Walmart, but I kind of want it to be like a network of business owners that are under like my umbrella, but they have their, but they're their own business and they can make their own money. And I'm not like running their lives and over like, Oh, you got to do this. Like, Hey, we got a website. You need to get it done at this time. Blah, 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 blah. And they make their own money. So it's going to be like a, I'll think about that. I don't know. What more I'm like thinking. Amazon. Amazon, yes. More like Amazon. Yes, yeah. okay, Jeff. Yes, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. But yeah, yeah I kind of want it to be like a... I want people to have their own income, start their own businesses, um, get their own employees eventually. So like a business network of businesses and then helping people with what they need as well. Mm. So then I'll just be chilling at on a beach somewhere. Eventually, probably not. I left to work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as you're looking for, for clients, Jevis, are you looking... At a specific demographic or a specific industry that you really enjoy working with?
1: Not at all. I um I wanna encourage every I think everybody should own a business. Um I think that if you have some sort of talent, if you have some I mean, I will be like I saw at my trash can there's people that just spray out your trash can. Like yeah. if they can have a business, I feel, but they probably hustled. I'm not saying it's something easy, but it's just like, there's a room that you go to that you can smash things. Like that's a business and they're profiting clearly because they're still going on. So I don't have young, old, my mom has a meal prep business. She's got a, so she started her meal prep company. It's called Jolly's portions. I started her meal prep company. Um, I think it's four years ago. She started, um, We had a family friend who was an amateur boxer. She now sponsors a boxer who just got signed with Showtime and fought in Phoenix this last week. And she just, she loves to cook and she's 50 something. So it's definitely not anything in particular that I'm looking for. Just anybody who feels like they're ready to get their business started and do it in the the legitimate way.
0: Awesome. Okay, well Shevis, if you had one last piece of advice, you've shared so much good advice with us, but one last piece of advice for us and for our listeners today, what would it be?
1: Um, I think that it's it's basically just if if you want to be a boss, do what the bosses do. Yeah. Be legit, um follow in their footsteps. It doesn't have to be the exact same way. But just, you know, do it the right way and see how far you go and continue on and don't stop and you'll be You'll be flying to the moon one day as well, hopefully.
0: Awesome. Love it. (laughs) Um, Well, before we close up, we've got a quick game that we're going to play with you.
1: Oh, okay. Love games. Competitive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, we'll see. As a
2: sprinter, this should do well with you. Okay.
0: (laughs) So how it's going to work is we've got a list of 20 questions that we're going to ask you. And you've got a minute to answer as many of them as you can.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay.
0: And in in terms of competition, we'll see how you square up against other guests that we've had on the show. (laughs) Okay. Alright, well we will start in three, two, one.
2: Your dream vacation.
0: Africa. First thing you'd buy if you won a million dollars. Student debt.
2: Your favorite hobby.
1: Camping.
0: If there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity you would have a good chance at winning a medal in?
2: Sleeping. The song you've been jamming to recently.
1: Essence by WizKid.
0: Uh, if you live to be a hundred, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime
2: self? Mind. Your favorite holiday.
1: Christmas.
0: Favorite ice cream
2: flavor?
1: Mint chocolate chip.
2: Favorite fictional character? Bugs Bunny. (laughs) Favorite
0: smell?
1: Rose.
2: What's your nickname?
1: Chevy. Pet peeve. Smacking when you eat?
2: Your favorite restaurant?
1: Any sushi restaurant.
0: If you could switch places with someone for a day, who would it be? Just any man.
2: If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Sushi.
0: Uh, most ridiculous fact you know. Oof, there's our time. We'll let you answer if you know it.
1: So a cricket's chirp can tell the temperature. So I think it's like you count the amount of times the cricket chirps, and it's like you t- add it, add something, and that's how many degrees it is in your wherever you
0: are. Really? So yeah. if you're on a budget, instead of getting a <laughs> <laughs> thermometer, <laughs> thermometer, you just by a couple of crickets. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love it. Okay. Well, Shavis, um, let our audience know. I'm sure we've got a lot of people that probably have some questions for you in terms of uh, starting their business or, or just getting um, some things caught up, organized and, and legally um, smooth. So uh, let people know where they can connect with you, contact you and find out more about you.
1: Okay. So my, um, my website is currently under construction. So don't go there right now, but it'll be beautiful post January. Um, but you can contact me via uh, TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram, and it's just we handle your business.
0: Cool, awesome, um, and I know you have a little special offer for our listeners as well. If you want to share that,
1: yes. Yeah, so um, if you want to get any um, document prepared, ten um, percent off of the of the price.
0: Cool. Cool. And is your, pr- how can people find your pricing? Will that be on the website when it's up or do they just contact you? You can to just get that? contact
1: me cause it differs. And I like to, you know, if people need some help, I'll just kind of help you yeah, out. So awesome. yeah, we can work on that.
0: Cool. Well, thanks again so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, talking No, to you it's been
1: awesome. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, if you or someone you know is an entrepreneur in the East Valley, we'd love to have you on the show. Please get in touch with us by emailing us at podcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for the latest news and updates. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing. It helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.